following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome in to a hump day edition of Main Street Sports today on the program. Our weekly visit with Heather Williams, WCYB TV, talking a little NASCAR. Vroom, vroom, going around in circles. Also, Marin Angus with Running Poles Podcast, our softball resident expert, the NCAA tournament about to begin. We'll check back in with her. Plus, high school baseball, softball, regional, sectionals, Basically, waiting to see who gets into the spring fling. It's all working itself out this week. Chris and Mo will talk all about it uh, from the Mid-State perspective. Plus, it's wild and wacky Wednesday. Oh, yes. Wait till you see Mo's wild and wacky shirt. Here's the Hall of Famer in baby blue, Mo Patton with the Sundrop Kit from Alabama, Chris Yao. Happy Wednesday, gentlemen. Well, it's uh, it's Wednesday. I'm not you talk about wild and wacky. I yes. think it's wild and wacky that we are here in my house, and the reason being that uh, our typical studio is unavailable. I guess is the best way to put it. Cut the cord. Um, yeah, they, they they've cut the cord. Not not on us. Not on us. Across America, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but but unfortunately, the cord cutting has. Uh, relegated us to my sunroom it looks so. good though especially up, Mo? yeah most how, how most baby there? blue looks really good mo in in that setting i think so it must be the lighting no <laughs> i actually as i stopped at a convenience store on the way over here to chris's abode there was someone in line that complimented me on on the color in particular not so much the logo but um which was kind of disappointing but um I think our first guest will get a kick out of yeah. this ensemble. So looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun. We got a lot to, to get to today. Heather Williams, of course, Marin Angus. I'm excited to talk about some college softball. It's the, it's the most wonderful time of the year for me. Uh, this is one of my favorite uh, tournaments because college softball is, is really as intense as anything in college sports, including March Madness. You can go argue with a brick wall if you want to, but uh, it it gets crazy uh, late in the the NCAA tournament. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, Mo, when I was trying to find a top story today, the, the only thing that jumped out at me was the fact that, you know, high school baseball and softball is – they're in full swing. We 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 are, we have narrowed down the field to the people you will hear about in the rundown. <laughs> uh, all of these teams who are playing today will advance, except for um, the D two teams. Right, the D two teams will not advance. It's a best of three who goes to Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. but uh, at least in softball. But. All these pub- all the public schools get one more chance after today to punch their ticket to Murfreesboro, where we will be next week. And you can follow along with our coverage at MS underscore sports today. You can follow at Main Street Preps, where there'll be great coverage throughout the mid-states. You can follow, of course, this show, which will be a special edition 
Spring Fling Show hosted, Mo, by George Plaster, who will be keeping you up to date with phone calls and updates from Main Street Preps reporters from across Murfreesboro, whether it be baseball, softball, track, soccer, tennis, could be anything. I'm looking forward to having George on hand for some high school sports coverage and being able to help feed into that as as will our other Main Street Preps properties, sports folks. So should be a lot of fun and, and great opportunity for folks who aren't able to actually make it to Murfreesboro or to make it to all of the venues in Murfreesboro. Yeah, that's the thing. the ability to keep up with some of the other stuff that's going on, particularly baseball, because, you know, it's going to be spread out all over the place and the ability to let you know what's happening at Riverdale while you're at Blackman or whatever else is it's going to be big. So. It is a, it is a massive help and you know, it, it, it helps us even, you know, we, we kind of get a chance to keep up with where, where do we need to go after the game we're covering and that sort of thing. So, and, and, you know, we can obviously update on Twitter. Hey, the winner of this game is going to take on so-and-so who's playing over there, you know, over at the Seagull or whatever. You know, it, it's it really is a great way to keep up with uh, what's going on for specifically Main Street Preps teams. Now, of course, you heard yesterday our friend Chip Walters and friend of the show uh, Neil Price will be making sure that you are well-versed statewide from Mountain City to Memphis, as they like to say. There you go. And and they will be taking care of, of all of those. But if you are just in, incredibly interested in what's going on on Main Street, uh, in Main Street teams across the mid-state, then you can listen to George and uh, get the updates there. And for what it's worth, I'm, I'm scheduled to be on with Chip and Neil, actually. Um, on Wednesday and Thursday, I believe it is. Let me double check that real quick. Oh, or or at least earlier in the week I was. Unless something's changed, I guess I still am. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, a little after noon on both Wednesday and Thursday, twelve ten p.m. specifically, just to kind of help catch folks up from Mountain City to Memphis on what's going on with folks in our coverage area. So looking forward to being on with those two guys. Yeah, that'll be before you, you can, you can tune into George from two to four each day. So that will get you up to date daily Tuesday through Friday. Um, all right. So let's talk about those teams that are going to be playing tonight and get you yesterday's results from the pitch and other diamonds. And also today's schedule from several diamonds. So, Back to you, JP, for today's rundown. This is The Rundown. All right. Hold on. There we go. Getting it ready. Um, all right. Welcome back. We've got uh, Tuesday results in softball. We had one game in action. It was Smyrna defeating Rockvale uh, yesterday. So, uh, that means that was an elimination game, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, region semis uh, will be uh, tonight or tomorrow, and then the region uh, and the sectionals will be Friday. All right, uh, boys soccer yesterday. Station camp defeated Antioch 7-0. to Neil. 
It was Page 2-0 over Fairview. Franklin 2-1 over Columbia. Harpet defeated Fayetteville 3-0. Hendersonville 4-0 over Hillsborough. Henry County 1-0 over Clarksville Northeast. Madison Academic Magnet defeated Loretto 9-0. Murfreesboro Central Magnet 9-1 over Sycamore. A lot of polarization in uh, some soccer matches. <laughs> Nothing? The magnet schools. The magnet schools? Gotcha. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> A lot of pull from the North Pole. Okay, Oakland 2-1 winners over Smyrna. Stem Academy 7-0 over uh, Smith County. Valor Collegiate 4-0 over Greenbrier. Merrill High defeated Watertown. 3-0 in your final there. It was White House Heritage 1-0 over Green Hill. College baseball yesterday, midweek action in state games. Vanderbilt 7-2 over MTSU. Tennessee 18-0 over Belmont. And the Braves 3-0 winners over the Brew Crew last night. They are currently in action. Uh, Chris will give us an update, I'm sure, at the end of this rundown. So stand by for that. It is uh, on the schedule today, uh, high school baseball. Both of these teams, uh, or all of these teams, will also be in action Friday. Correct. Um, so this is not an elimination round today. Moore County at Eagleville. Gordonsville at East Robertson. Good pasture hosting uh, Evangelical Christian, although that may be. Uh, D2 is yeah, elimination, any of right? D2, just, yeah, just, just, yep. uh, who knows? FACS at Grace Christian Franklin. That's a 5 o'clock first pitch. Montgomery Central in D1. Uh, at Greenbrier, Mount Juliet, Hendersonville, Rossview at Henry County, Loretto hosting White House Heritage. Happy birthday, Coach Lamb, by the way. I saw Mo uh, retweeting that. Uh, White House Heritage, uh, as I mentioned, CPA and Macaulay, 630 tonight, North Point Christian and Clarksville Academy. Centennial at Ravenwood, 630, Riverdale, Stewart's Creek at 630, York Institute and Watertown. Softball today, Westmoreland and Bledsoe County, 5 p.m., Summit at Centennial Columbia Academy. Uh, has a pair of games against Silverdale Academy. They start at 5, second one around 7. Montgomery Central at Creekwood. Grace Christian uh, Knoxville is at DCA today at 5. 5.30, we'll see Gordonsville hosting Joe Burns. Eagleville at Huntland at 4. Davidson Academy, Lakeway Christian. They'll play two. Where? In Lake, White Pine. Yeah, where? In the middle of nowhere. Uh, 4 o'clock. <laughs> First uh, of two for that one in White Pines, Tennessee. Beach at Summit. Singular. Uh, yeah, just, one pine. Just, one just one pine. pine. <laughs> just one white pine. Just like one chestnut in Joey Chestnut. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Stewart's Creek at Smyrna, 630. Beach at Smyrna. Um, huh? I don't, uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, right. I, th- I think it's Stewart's Creek. I don't think it's Beach. Okay. Well, Beach is at Smyrna. Stewart's Creek is at Smyrna, according to this. So. Yes, well, I don't. Uh, I don't think Beach is at Smyrna. I gotcha. think Stewart's Creek is at Smyrna. Gotcha. Is. Stewart's Creek is the one we think is playing. That's got the time six thirty, so Correct. we'll build that one. Clarksville at Springfield, Loretta at Summertown, Beach at Wilson Central. All right, uh, that's, that's how you know Beach is not at Smyrna. There you go. Yeah, because they're at Wilson Central. All right, uh, what's the latest on the Braves? <laughs> it is the top of the sixth, and they are leading the Brewers four to two with one out and one on. All right, there you go. That's your rundown, brought to you by Insert Your Business Here. It can be you. It could. It could very well be you. All right, we're going to take a quick break because Heather Williams will join us here on the other side of the break to talk about little NASCAR. Got to love that. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this.
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Bone and Joint. There she is. I see her. What's going on? Hope you guys are having a great day. Mo, it's time to talk a little NASCAR. And normally, you are kind of over in the corner just chilling for the next 15 minutes, but not today. Well, I'll still be over in the corner chilling for the next 15 minutes. I'll just be chilling with... I'll, I'll speak without speaking. Heather... What do you think? Uh, I think that I always want to hear Mo's opinion, and nobody should put Mo in the corner. <laughs> can you see the Mo's shirt? <laughs> Clearly, she can't. I can't I think- look. I have that shirt. I love that shirt. Oh, well, we can be twinsies then. Yeah, we can. we'll have to it, work that out one day. I figured with it being NASCAR Wednesday, I saw this online a couple of weeks ago and decided I had to have it. So um, there yeah. we go. And there would be no other day to wear it than Wednesdays with Heather. So there you go. Um, Heather Williams with WCYB TV out of Bristol joining us here on Main Street Sports today, as she does every Wednesday during NASCAR season. And Heather, I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the race this weekend, but I don't think your prediction panned out. Uh, no, it did not. <laughs> but so it goes. I've never been one that's wanted to take my predictions to Vegas. So I would always uh, 
preface that with a grain of salt. But uh, it was great racing. I mean, the, the finish between Kyle Larson and Kurt Busch was really entertaining, especially when you take into consideration it was Kansas, and that's generally not the case. I think races are usually not that entertaining. So I I enjoyed the race at Kansas. I thought it was a huge win for 2311. And, huge. Uh, yeah, I mean, and both their teams were really good. I mean, Bubba Wallace was a – was a bad pit stop. Well, three or four bad pit stops away from a top five finish. I mean, Unreal. they've got some real issues they need to clean up on that pit crew there. Um, but I was getting ready to say, I think we've characterized his race in that manner more than once. Yeah, no, they've got some issues. And, and even right after he jumped out of the race, as he was talking about how happy he was for for uh, for Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin was talking about how they got to get those issues fixed on the 23 car. I mean, Bubba's running top five in the final pit stop they just need a good ish pit stop and he's going to finish in the top five maybe compete for a win instead a tire goes bouncing down pit road they have to go to the tail end of the longest line and he still races his way back in the final state uh uh stage of that the final segment of that race for a top 10 finish so i mean that car was fast he had a great bubba car ran, yeah bubba ran, ran great and i think toyotas more importantly all of them are in the top 10 i think they have finally figured out or maybe it's just, you know, they're just better at the mile and a half. But I think they finally figured out what was kind of bugging them earlier in the season. And now I think you're going to see Toyota tick off a ton of wins. Heather, at what point does a team just get embarrassed over those kind of fundamental errors? Honestly, I think they should already be there, if I'm being honest. They should I think already they be are. There. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked, uh, I do a weekly show here on, on WCYB where I have a, a guy who's a crew chief. He lives here locally. He crew chiefs one of the truck series teams. And I asked him, and he said, you know, at this point, it might just need to be, you know, you're going to have to make some changes. Like some people are going to have to get fired, you know. Um, you, but there's a reason why those are the guys, you know, because generally teams have, you know, five guys that go to the track, but they might have seven guys or eight guys on their pit crew. But there's a reason why those five go every week. They're the best five. But honestly, there comes a point where, you know, a guy's not hitting in the big leagues. You send them down. There's a reason why that guy's in the minors, but he might have more upside if you just give him reps. So it's the same kind of thing. There just comes a time where you're just going to have to bite the bullet and say, our pit stops might be a little slower for the next two weeks, but they're definitely going to be cleaner. They're not going to take us out of contention. And then hopefully the team will grow. And I think that the 23 team is, is getting close to that point. You know, uh, to get back to Kurt's win, it's just really impressive how – how really impressive his career has been 20 years, more than 20 years since his first win, he gets a win on Sunday. He's won the Daytona 500. This is a, a hall of fame driver that we're watching in the, the tail end of his career continue to be uh, competitive. Yeah. And the thing that's so impressive about Kurt and the thing that I loved about when 2311 brought him on is he's the kind of guy that can, Take a team that's that's not quite reached its potential. Figure out what's wrong with it and help fix it. I mean, you look at what he did. He set the stage for Martin Truex Jr. to win his championship with Furniture Row Racing. Nobody really remembers that that was like a backmarker car that was running around that couldn't figure things out. Then Kirk got into his little personal issues where he got dismissed for Penske, landed at Front Row Motorsports and got them into the championship or Furniture Row Motorsports and got them into the into the uh, playoffs. Like 
almost overnight, took a team that was like, you know, Spire Motorsports now and made them a contender in the playoffs. And his ability to jump in cars and make them better is what makes him so impressive. So I think it was an incredibly smart move by 2311 to bring him on board. And I think eventually his ability to do that and the talent uh, and the marketability of Bubba Wallace, who's bringing in the sponsors and the money, I think that's going to eventually, and they're going to expand, right? They're going to eventually be probably a three or maybe a four car team. Um, but those pieces are what are, is what's going to eventually make them successful. Mo, you want to hear a fun fact, a little stat about Kurt Busch now? He has now won a race in all four manufacturers as a Chevy, a Ford, Toyota, and a Dodge. That's wild. Well, you know, it's wild. This is one of the few people that's been around to see all four of those manufacturers. That's true. How long has Dodge been out of the Do- sport? Dodge has been, been gone a while. for a while. <laughs> but that, it's just, it's, it, and that's just, an, again, a testament to his durability, the way that he's been able to, you know, he's, he's won everything. He has won the Daytona. He's won the Coca-Cola. He's, he's won a championship. He, he is the ultimate, uh, kind of the under the radar guy. And he's one because of those guys Kyle, too. I guess, gets so much of the of the media press because he's you know so hated. <laughs> well, and I think when you talk about strictly stock car racing, Kyle probably does have a little bit more talent. But I mean, Kurt is the kind of guy that can jump into anything, as you mentioned, and win. I mean, it's one of the more underrated feats that he's had in his career is when he pulled the double. I think he mm-hmm. actually remember. I think he finished the top ten of both races when he, he ran did. the double, which is, I mean, that's so hard to do. And what's more impressive, I think his better finish was actually at the Indy Five Hundred. I think he was sixth in that rate in that race. I mean, th- he can drive anything you put him in. He can drive, which is what's really impressive about Kurt. No question. This weekend, the All Star Race, which is always interesting to say the least. I mean, you never know what you're what you're going to get. Um, and- I'm curious, Chris and, and Mo, if you want to weigh in, do you like it in Texas? I, I like the all-star race being in different places. I, I think Texas is not a great place, but you know, when they started moving it around, moving it around, I thought that was the better idea. So let's move it. Let's keep moving it around. All right. Cause here's, would, my, here's my, I'll oh, go ahead. Bo. I, I would think that the more different crowds you can expose it to, probably the better off i guess if you were going to anchor it where would you have it i mean what was that charlotte, charlotte for you it was charlotte forever yeah. and, and, and that's what i was bristol. thinking but it only moved to bristol because of the COVID. they couldn't right. get the north carolina had the lockdowns on crowds and tennessee didn't so they came to bristol that first year <laughs> well, and that's of course what tennessee did of course i mean that's not a surprise um but that's what started it moving around so anyway i pitched this last night on my show this is my idea if i won the lottery and was running nascar this is what I think they should do. I think they should fix up all of these um, old tracks, these kind of halfway defunct tracks. The uh, not because not all the way defunct, they're still running things. The Rockingham's, the North Wilkesboro's, the Nashville uh, Fairgrounds, mm. and I think they should bounce the All Star Race around to those tracks. Mm. Some place they don't run an, any other time of the year. Some place which has a lot of nostalgia. Some things that would get new and old fans excited about racing in different markets than they're normally in i think it'd be i think it'd be so much fun i like the sound of that i mean even like kentucky which doesn't have a cup race right now or uh chicagoland you know those tracks are ready to hold races now they just don't have cup races 
because they lost their cup date. I mean, I think that would be fun to bounce around to all those tracks and all those different markets. If you took these guys today to Rockingham. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that, we, we'd probably tear up some cars, but a hundred percent, it would be a phenomenal, uh, just the nostalgia of yeah. kind of like, kind of like Darlington, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the nostalgia is what really makes that race that much more fun. Taking these folks to places like that would be incredible. I think it, it would be a phenomenal idea. I, I'm all for it. And if, if we can get that to uh, the, the people who make decisions, <laughs> hey, hey, they're clearly open to, uh, you know, off the wall type things, Heather, with, with you know, well, and I think the thing is, too, yeah, I think the thing that too, too about the all star race is that it's a made for TV event anyway. Yeah. I mean, they sell tickets to that, but if you've ever gone to it, it's awful in person because there's so much downtime because they do so much stuff mm. in between the races that it's actually not that much fun to see in person. So you would need huge grandstands or huge infrastructure to run those races because. It's not really made for in-person racing anyway. I The one time I went to the All-Star game, I was like, the All-Star race, I was like, this is it because this is awful. I mean, it was great. I, I love watching it on TV, but in person, there's just a lot of dead time. It's just a lot of sitting around. We need to uh, get some folks with T-shirt cannons out there. <laughs> or uh uh what is it what is the old things they used to do at texas with the with the motorcycle jumpers and all that yeah, kind of crazy stuff we can do that in between yeah we, we, need, sure, we just not? need to have some intermission uh intermission entertainment that's, I mean, that's I all think we they need do, i think they're doing some concerts and stuff this year in texas oh, to help kind of well. uh help that along but yeah for sure <laughs> I, I like the idea I, I really do i think it's a great idea heather uh and and as far as the the race and how it works it, it's a little different obviously like you said it's it's made for tv it's not exactly uh made for hey here's how we're going to do this it, the all-star race is really just about you know honoring these guys who who have had a great year so far yeah i mean all all-star games races whatever are really not about what the sport's about i mean i think nascar does a better job than most because you know, in the all-star basketball game, nobody plays defense. Well, there's not such a thing. You can't just not do something and drive a car at 200 miles an hour. So it's a little bit different. So, um, than other all-star games, um, and they're also not trying to manufacture like baseball tried to do for years, manufacture drama with the, oh, whoever wins this is going to get home field through the playoffs or something ridiculous like that. Right. They're racing for a million dollars and that's what they're racing for. So that's all that it's about. Um, but the thing Show that bothers me, me, yeah, the thing that bothers me about the all-star race more than anything else is that they change the format every year. How do I know if it's good or not, if it's different every year? I mean, it's just weird yeah. to me. I'll agree with that. And it, it is a, it is a weird situation. This year is so convoluted. I couldn't explain it to you if, me, if you asked me. Well, and that's what, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to look and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I, I, it says guide to all-star race format. And I, I can't even read this to figure it out. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like some, if you run, run some laps and then you have to do like a timed pit stop in there and people are shuffled back and running order. And it's just, it's super convoluted. I, I no I'm speed just, limit on pit road for the time for those timed pit stops that right. they're doing the ones. Yeah. Which is weird and seems dangerous to me, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out on TV. 
I mean, they always seem to, they always seem to entertain, right? I mean, there's been some amazing uh, moments in the All Star race, so I I think it'll work out, but who knows? And how what do we have to compare it to? Because they've never run anything like this before. So <laughs> Just, that's that's their plan. What do you have right. to compare it to? <laughs> if it's always different, you can never complain because yeah, it's always different. <laughs> don't if you don't like it, wait till next year. Well, kind of like the like, weather in Tennessee. Like the weather you don't here. like it, it'll change. Just wait. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Heather, well, we appreciate it. I want to ask you to tell us who's going to win because who knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, because obviously I'm very good at this, right? Because it has not gone particularly well. It's okay. Um, but I will say, based on the way that the mile-and-a-half tracks have gone uh, in the last few weeks for the Toyotas, and based on the fact that they clearly, other than the 2311-23, have the best pit pit crews the 18 19 and, and 11 specifically are outstanding and pit crews are a lot of this i see the winners coming from one of the winner coming from one of those three camps and just based on how they ran last week i think i'm going to go with denny hamlin this week denny hamlin old sticks <laughs> um just because i mean he he had even he, even he had a, a, a little pit uh, issue not as big as Bubba's, but a small one. And he raced back into the top five. He was lightning quick, quick last week. And generally, he has one of the, if not the best, pit crews in the garage. And the pit stops are so much a part of the format this year that um, that's why I like the Gibbs cars specifically, but Denny as the winner. So, so you're saying Bubba Wallace doesn't have a chance this weekend? I mean, maybe if they'll loan him Denny's pit, pit crew for his pit stop, he might have a chance. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it's probably a long shot for Bubba this week. But he's in this year, right? He he won a race. He raced, He's he's in. He doesn't have to worry about a fan vote or racing his way in in the open. He is in the all-star race this year. So that's exciting for him and for the sport. Gotta be, you can't beat that. That'll yeah, both, both those 23-11 teams are now, are now in with Kurt winning last week. So that's yep. big for them should be a, a fantastic uh, event make sure to watch it on tv because apparently being there sucks yeah it's not I, I mean i have friends that work for smi they're going to be mad at me for saying that if they see this interview but yeah I, i'm not a fan of the all-star race in person it's okay um it on tv though definitely watch the good thing is next week we get to talk about charlotte so that's always so 600 fun. one of the legendary races the 600 Heather, thank you so much. 600, that's a lot. You want to sit there for four and a half, five hours and watch it, Mo? I just feel (laughs) bad for the guys that have to drive it. I know, right? I drove 600 miles home to Kansas City. It took me 15 hours, so they're going to be making a little bit more time than than me. (laughs) Should be fun. Should be fun. Heather, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. All right. That is Heather Williams, WCYB TV, talking NASCAR. She does each and every Wednesday at 2.15. When we come back, we will talk a little more high school stuff uh, and update you on a score we missed in the rundown. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint is back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. 
Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Again, hey, welcome back in. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As we told you earlier, high school sports are winding down. We are less... Then two weeks away from the finale, a week and a half, really. So it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of high school sports the rest of the way, and we hope that you guys uh, are looking forward to finishing up high school uh, baseball, softball, tennis, track, and soccer, boys soccer uh, seasons. So it should be a lot of fun. Mo, you were at uh, some soccer last night and nearly had a rain out. <laughs> I can get us a rain out. Yeah, um had some sprinkler malfunctions at the flagship um for Columbia Central's matchup with Franklin and it was late in the first half Franklin was leading one nothing. They broke while they got the sprinklers shut off and right after Columbia Central scored. So Unfortunately, it was the only time they would score. It was the only time they'd score. Um, Franklin scored again about six minutes into the second half, and that was the way it ended 2 1 Franklin. So good for Franklin, not so good for Central. Yeah, you know, Columbia Central, who made a trip to the state tournament last year, uh, where they lost to Franklin, really missing Victor Ramirez. Well, Uh, he was there. Yeah, 
they were there. Just the defenses are really accounting for him or did really account for Clearly. him coming down the stretch, both he and Brewer Wall. Um, you know, Independence did a good job on him in a one nothing win in last week's District 12 AAA. That's three A's championship game and then franklin again last night um columbia central's only score came from randy grace so you know the two big guns again ramirez and wall kind of held in check down the stretch and that was tough yeah yeah but hey, when you are when you're the person that uh, that that is the key you know folks are going to key on you when when those two as long as those two have been the two key cogs offensively right. for Central. It's not like they're sneaking up on anybody. People know. So. Yeah, they absolutely do. So that uh, that ends the Lions season. Franklin moves on, and they'll take on Brentwood uh, in the region finals yeah. before the sectionals, which will be taking place, I assume, Friday? Saturday. Saturday? Saturday. Oh, that's Saturday. right. Saturday. Tomorrow is the region finals, mm-hmm. and then Saturday is the – the sectionals that makes sense baseball uh well before we get to baseball soccer we missed a score earlier hey, yeah we did um i'm not sure how it happened but um richland with a 3-1 win over republic in the region 5a semifinals and so richland will host harpeth at six tomorrow down in Linville. and if you're heading that way be sure and run through 31 south on your way thank me later Ain't no doubt and get a fried pie while you're yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, baseball, we have several teams in the mid-state who are vying for a shot at Murfreesboro. And, you know, there's an article on MainStreetPreps.com, Mo, uh, what mid-state teams have the best chance to win a state championship. And this is from Tyler Palmatier. Um, says Class One A's local front runner is Eagleville, thirty-one and two on the year. But you know this that that's a team that we've seen a couple of times over the last couple of years, and they are fantastic. They are solid. They are solid. Brandon Bassham does a great job with that bunch over there, and um, yeah, they're they're definitely on the cusp. They've got. They've got some dudes, one of them being a Mr. Baseball final. It's from the um, the list that we read off yesterday from the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association, Nathan Brewer. You know, they um, they had a kid last year that they sent up to UT. Um, so that, that program has quietly, you know, kind of put itself on an elite level here over the last few years. Well, not surprising considering who their coach is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, other teams not far behind. He has Gordonsville, who is sitting at twenty-four and eleven, uh, but they take on East Robertson Wednesday. The so, defending state champs, who is not on this list. Yeah, I think they lost a lot, a lot from last year. So there you go. Uh, in two-way, local frontrunner Watertown, not far behind Loretto. Not surprising to see Loretto's name mentioned here. They're not – this isn't, you know, Blade Tidwell and Ryan Weathers led Loretto, but still a pretty solid team. They're a little younger than they were in those two seasons. I mean, Clint Seymour is one of their key players, a um, 
and he's a sophomore, I think. Um, but the, but they've got some talent down there. And second year coach Jack, uh, Zach Curtis, former major leaguer, former MTSU guy, Zach Curtis, has done a really good job um, stepping in behind as as JP mentioned earlier, the birthday boy, the birthday boy, Gary Lamb down there. So should be interesting. Loretto plays in the region finals tonight against White House Heritage, I believe. That's correct. So and and again, as Chris mentioned, those both those teams are assured of sectional berths on Friday. Um, hosting or traveling will depend on tonight's outcome. But yeah. Uh, I think as long as Loretto is active in the postseason, you've got to keep an eye on them. And no they question. Move up to, to um, Class 2A this year. That's right. And 3A, uh, local frontrunner Greenbrier, 21 7 and 1 on the year. <laughs> the random tie. And not far behind, Tullahoma, who obviously had the special fall with their football team. But uh, Greenbrier, I've heard a lot of great things about them, uh, especially listening to the MSP North podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller. Blaine Keller uh, makes sure to keep uh, Greenbrier on the the radar up in Robertson County. And this team seems to be uh, really solid. So looking forward to that 3A tournament. And then in Class 4A, Mount Juliet and Hendersonville. Look to be the the mid the mid states top options, and it's going to be interesting because are they not in the same region? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Do they? I, I think they play. Did they play tonight? I'd not be surprised. I'm not sure exactly what that region yeah. up that way. Mount Juliet at Hendersonville. That is the. That being said. So it somebody's going to have to cross-sectional. Somebody's going to have to win a road game to get to Murfreesboro. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past either of these teams to win a road game, right. uh, and especially when you've got Mountain Juliet's got Austin Hunley, Tennessee signee, nine and zero on the year, 0-6-9 ERA. Uh, Justin Lee hitting three eighty four with twenty nine homers. What you heard me? Twenty nine homers. Is that Region Five? Uh, yes, yes, it is. So that's the region that Ravenwood and Centennial will match up with. Oh, and we get a chance to talk to uh, Centennial's baseball coach tomorrow, right? We're talking to Centennial softball coach. Softball tomorrow. coach. Okay. Yeah. Well, we had a discussion yesterday. I didn't know who we ended up with yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to go baseball or softball. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Division Two, Grace Christian, who has just been sensational all year long uh, in D2A. And good pasture, those two right there are probably going to uh, fight to the finish for a state title. And CPA and Montgomery Bell Academy in Double A and D two always a threat. Uh, I guess CPA the defending champs uh, who lost quite a bit. So You're talking about four great coaches there too, with Brad Meyer and uh, Myers, excuse me, and Jim Carter at Grace Christian and Good Pasture, and then Larry Nesbitt. And Mike Anderson with CPA and, and MBA. Mike Anderson, a former catcher at MBA, um, played with R.A. Dickey and Stephen Bess, a couple of guys who got drafted. And um, great program over there carrying that on. So it'll be fun to watch how D2A and D2AA shake out here. No question. All right. We will get to more later. Uh, we may dip into some softball in that final segment because we 
hear the music, which means it's time to get out of this segment and head to the next one. So stick around here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back after this. 